Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a f***ing ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. How about that? We are back. <laughs> For all you that thought we were gone forever, all of our haters. <laughs> <laughs> no, too bad. We're back. 25 days until kickoff. Woo-hoo. How about that? Today is August 16th, 2023. Yes, the long-awaited return of the Buccaneers Observer podcast. Now, we got to break it down to, for you, give our excuses okay. why we haven't done podcasts. <laughs> I don't know how people do it on such a consistent basis, other than the fact that they get paid for it. That's That always helps. I guess. I don't know. It's, um, you know, we had a baby. Had, she needs things. <laughs> she is a needy baby. Now, the baby we had previously, totally different. Way needier. Well, she was fine as long as you were there with her. You know, this baby, no, you've got to carry her around. You've got to entertain her. She only naps for 20 minutes at a time. (laughs) No, I think the other one was needier. This one, it's just, you know, the naps are anywhere from 20 minutes to three hours. So it's just hard to plan around. Yes. But it's not just the baby. We can't blame her for everything. Yes, we can. (laughs) Uh, We did have some health issues. Uh had some relatives had to come stay with us for for a while because of you know surgery after surgery stuff and it just kind of threw our schedule off and then uh I got sick ended up getting strep which really knocked me on my butt for over a week that's so crazy to it me it was i got strep for like a year straight i kept getting it when i was like 11 and i don't know that i've had it since then mm-hmm. and apparently with bacterial infections you don't Really build it up an immunity, right? But I didn't get it. He was sick as a dog, just in bed, completely. Yeah, my throat swelled up to the point where I I couldn't swallow. I, I ended up getting uh, inflamed, or what was it called? Inflamed uh, glands. I couldn't open my mouth. My whole all the way up to my ear was swollen. It was really strange. Now. I will say, Ralph is not, I mean, you get people who are like, oh, the man flew. No, that's me. Like, I'm the baby when I'm sick. He is not. He has very high pain tolerance. And uh, usually it's just like, oh, I'm going to rub some dirt on it and keep going. <laughs> so <laughs> well, for him to be in bed for a week was uh, not like him. Well, the I had the baby at one point. I was sick for like three days at this point. And I, was, I had the baby and I took one of those. I got one of those cameras that you can... Uh, go into crevices and stuff with a snake camera and I stuck it down my throat and I sent the video to Molly and you could see all this infection in my throat. This was like three days into it. And she immediately says, give me that baby. I do not want you around the baby. So I gave her the baby and I was like, all right, if, if I can't be around the baby, I'm just mm-hmm. going to go into the room and try and rest this off and ended up Staying in there for a week. Yeah. Well, apparently babies don't get strep, so that's or they do, but they don't get the sore throat. They get so she was fine, yeah. um, and the rest of us were fine. I think the oldest brought it. Um, neighbor had it. Yeah. The, all their kids had it. They got it. Um, but you know the adults, it was very mild, and then um, 
uh, somehow Ralph got it. I I guess our daughter brought it over. Would be my thought, and mm-hmm. you know, put a lot of backwash in the water. Mm-hmm. So. Because we have a bad habit of drinking after each other, which was a no-no in my family. When I was growing up, you could so not weird. drink after each other. So, Did you know that cavities are contagious? Like, you shouldn't share for that reason? Like, if you have somebody who has cavities, because it's, bacter- it's caused by bacteria mm-hmm. in your teeth, and then you drink or you share a drink, you can spread that bacteria like, to your that. kids. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Just a little tidbit there. Yeah. So we want to thank everybody who's been sending us messages, asking if we're okay, uh, if we're going to be back on and everything. But it was really Tiffany. She's the one who sent a message and said she she really likes listening to Molly's perspective. And that got Molly really. She was like, okay, let's do a podcast. Like, <laughs> thank you, Tiffany. Like that very same it's day. Nice to be needed. <laughs> Molly was like, we should do a podcast. <laughs> like, okay, whatever it takes, man. That's it. But, you know, it is. You're the only female podcaster that I know of for the Buccaneers. You know, so, you know, it does get to, what do they say? Representation matters. I guess so. So, That's what they say. (laughs) Get get the female perspective over here. Okay, lots of stuff has happened during the off-season that we're going to cover. We're going to zip through as much stuff as we can. Uh, We're going to touch on the preseason game against the Steelers. uh, Saying we're going to miss a lot of stuff. So, and to be clear, Molly knows nothing. Mo- Molly has it's not- just total news to me. Whatever is going on, they say that after you have a baby, your brain shrinks. So I'm just going with that. Wow. So I know lizard brain over Did here. You, I know. I had no idea. <laughs> really, you couldn't tell. Well, I could tell with me. You know, the first kid, my language ability stopped. That's one of the reasons why we started podcasts is because I was having a hard time talking because I was with the baby all the time. So I never had grown-up conversations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yes, my brain shrunk with the first baby. Second baby, I'm fighting through it, man. I'm going (laughs) to keep my brain large. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Starting with the off-season There's been a lot of stuff that's happened, but then again, not a lot of stuff has happened. When you compare it to what's happened in the past three years, you can even say four years, this has been a very boring offseason in relation. Even even when we had the year we brought back all of our starters, which was amazing in itself, that year was more exciting than what's happened in this offseason. Because I'll tell you, Todd Bowles is boring extremely boring can i say uh so he's like a combination of lovey smith and major pain like his voice (laughs) sounds like major pain to me Uh, and but he's got like lovey smith's kind of attitude and i can't if there's a monster in that closet (laughs) he's dead now (laughs) that's great major pain great Mm -hmm. movie Yes, and, you know, he does coach speak. He doesn't give a lot of information. Mm-hmm. He's very curt with his stuff. He's got that monotonous speaking style. And it's something that I wish coaches would understand, and I don't, I don't know if they do or not, but, you know, this, this is entertainment. Football is entertainment. And so many of them are just not good public speakers, and they don't entertain in their press conferences. Mm-hmm. Now, Bruce Arians... Uh, we've had some guys that are great. Uh, uh, I thought that uh, Shiano was really good at his pressers. 
Uh, Cotter was pretty good at his pressers. You got a lot of information from him. Uh, uh, it was Youngry. Uh, Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris. He was great in his press conferences. Very entertaining. You know, and I, I was looking at the views on YouTube with the press conferences. And Lovey Smith, he, here's an NFL head coach. Rarely. Todd Bowles. Or Todd Bowles. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Rarely gets more than 2,000 views. This is a head coach for the NFL. The, the Arizona Cardinals, who have very few subscribers, very few people watch their videos at all, their head coach gets more views than Lovey Smith. Our kicker gets more views than Lovey Smith. So he's just not... He's not bringing a lot of oomph mm -hmm. to the team, and he's not definitely not bringing new people in to want to hear what he has to say. So I, you know, I wish he would get more. I don't know, just be more dynamic, more entertaining, and it does make the off season a little boring because that's really all you're going to get is the head coach. Now we've got Dan Canales. He's given some uh, interviews and press conferences, and he's great. Can I just say? He's in that new class of coaches that look like uh, they were hired for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're not allowed to I've watch video. Every press conference, you could listen <laughs> to the <laughs> audio, and you can't watch the video. <laughs> yeah, good-looking guy. Um, but yeah, that that whole coaching tree. You got the the head coach for the Rams, mm -hmm. McVay, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur, the LaFleur brothers, the yes, they're they're all GQ the new looking trend. Mhm. Mm Very it's, dynamic. It's the Kendall class of coaches. Yes. <laughs> the Kendall class of coaches. That's funny. That's what I'm going to start calling them. Mm -hmm. I, but he's also he's very dynamic in his speak. He could talk. He'll talk forever. That's why the media loves him because they give he gives them a lot of information. Well, he does a lot of coach speak, but he talks a lot. Yeah. And he's... So you he, get quotes. That's all they're there for. They want quotes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He gives plenty of mm -hmm. snippets. So the media loves Dave, Dave, Dave Canales. Dave. Dave Canales. Dan Canales? Dave? Dan? Dave? 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 Dan? D. Canales. <laughs> D. Start calling so uh, we've gotten a lot of information from him, a lot of interviews, a lot of uh, press conferences. Uh, we're starting to get press conferences with the players and all that because of the preseason and practice and all that. So uh, we, we we really need some excitement. Even with Baker Mayfield and the Trask, which the competition there has turned into much more of a competition than I expected. Okay. Can, I, can we talk about this for a second? Yes. I am so done with quarterback competition. <laughs> Like, okay, Tom Brady came, It's a. it was a new era for the Bucks, and now we're back to the old era, and mm. I'm just, like, fatigued on it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't feel like, um, I don't know, it's just, you know, how many quarterback competitions can we do? Right. How many times do we have to go through this? Every year from Every here on year, out. Every year, I know. That was our prize for... Yeah. Making a deal with the devil to get Tom Brady. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Now That's what it was. We're destined for quarterback competition yeah. for the rest of our life. I know. Um, so, I mean, either one, I'm like, whatever. Who wins? Who can win? Yeah. That's yeah. who I want to see. 
you hate it for Trask because, again, we've seen this before, too. A coach drafts a guy. He's going to be the quarterback of our future. New coach comes in. It's not his guy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he can easily get lost in that shuffle. Um, It can end his career, frankly. Uh, From what I hear, though, you know, he's really, really giving it a go. He's doing a lot better in practice than Mayfield, especially with interceptions. And that's mm-hmm. Dan Canales' big, big uh, thing he's judging these guys on mm-hmm. is turnovers. Because, you know, he was he was brought in by uh, Bowles, and Bowles doesn't want turnovers, and he mm-hmm. wants a good, strong run game. Those are the two requirements. So Canales is going to do that. Those are the two things he's looking at. I've got PTSD from turnovers. Like, I agree. Let's just... Ever since the Jameis Ever since Jameis. (laughs) I mean, is there any greater measure of a quarterback than interceptions? Yes, right. I mean, it's a reflection of intelligence, their football intelligence. um, Decision making. Decision making, Mm -hmm. how they're reading the field, how you perform under pressure, Mm -hmm. how you recover from an interception after. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a great... It's one metric. You know, we're not huge on stats, but it is a good metric for uh, quarterbacks. Uh, whole team. Wherewithal. Yeah, the yeah. Whole, whole team's success hinges mm-hmm. a lot on turnovers. Mm-hmm. And quarterbacks are the big turnover machines usually. Yeah. So uh, Baker Mayfield has thrown a lot more turnovers during practice, so that's given Trask the opportunity to – really compete because he hasn't thrown a whole lot of turnovers. But in the preseason game, Mayfield didn't throw any turnovers. Trask did. Yeah. Well, and I think Mayfield had an issue with turnovers Mm -hmm. at Cleveland. So that was kind of – and everyone said, oh, he he had that shoulder injury. Mm -hmm. And so that Mm might have been it. But we'll see. Now, I watched a little bit of game film on Mayfield. Not a whole lot. But I saw – He's got horrible mechanics, and I've been going through the All-22 from the the Steelers preseason game, which if you want to watch that, I've been doing it live on YouTube. So i got like two hours worth of me just going through. We've gotten through the first quarter. Uh, So if you want to watch that, it's on YouTube. But I didn't look at the mechanics with Mayfield with that. I was too busy looking at the offensive line and the running mm-hmm. scheme and all that good stuff. We didn't do a lot of Mayfield standing in the pocket throwing. When he did throw, it was a lot of bootlegs. Well, isn't he kind of a runner, too? Like well, he's a flighty, not someone who hangs out in the pocket. Yes, we're, we're definitely using him that way, too, which is good. Because if that's where you know he excels at, then that's fine. I guess. I yeah. mean, it's... Right, I'm not Again, Jameis Winston... <laughs> Like, yeah. haven't we had enough of that? Well, Jameis Winston wasn't supposed to run outside the pocket. Oh that gosh. was that was the problem. With I him. saw another one of his training videos, oh, and I'm no. just like, ugh. Him with those weird he, training. He practices like like he trains them. He, yes, yeah, he trains. It's to on purpose. Run out of the pocket <laughs> when he's not supposed to. Yeah. You know? uh, anyway. So. Uh, we've got we've had a lot of movement. You know, our offensive line is totally shifted around. We've got Tristan Wirfs has gone from right tackle to left tackle. We've got what's the feeler filer we got from the Chargers. We put him in at left guard. 
Jensen, we're not sure if he's going to be coming back at the beginning of the season. So we've got Haynes. Yeah, it's it's up in the air. He has a practice, Danny. Not not you know drills, not not with contact. anything. No, no contact. Uh, we've got a new guy Cody, Cody Mock at right guard, and then currently we have Gadaki at right tackle. Gadaki. Gadaki. So, is that permanent? We don't know. <laughs> oh, no. We don't know that he he played just about the whole first part of the preseason game. So they're still looking at him. So I wouldn't say it's permanent. Now we had the in the preseason game, Hainsey and Cody Mock. The right side of the line was what we might see starting the season, but the left side we had Steeny and Skull Schooley. S-K-U-L-E, in the, at left tackle. We didn't have Worfs in there. So we didn't see our offensive line that we're going to have week one. So our offensive line, is we don't know anything about how good it's going to be. But looking at the running game in all 22 with our second stringers and some of our first string offensive line guys, it looked good to me. I was happy with it, you know, because we're doing all that zone running. And they seem to have it down. And it's a lot easier, too, to block that away. So uh, we lost guard Shaq Mason. Uh, he signed a three-year deal with the Texans. Uh, $22 million guarantee. $10 million signing bonus. Wow. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the Texans suck. So. <laughs> uh, he started all 17 games last season for us. And... Uh, He's one of the highest-paid guards in the NFL now. Wow. Isn't that neat? you like to see that. We've got quarterback John Wolford. He signed a uh, $1 million minimum with us. Uh, so he's our third-string quarterback now. Uh, Canales really likes him. I mean, he was solid for the Rams. Wasn't it the Rams he played with? Yes. And, I mean, he came in quite a few times and carried games. So I'm happy with that. It sure beats Blaine Gabbert. Yes. If you you want to look at our offense, look at the Rams. That's what we're emulating. Uh, Canales has said it many a times. And he's pulling people from the Rams. Yeah. I mean, Baker and Wolford both came from the Rams. Yes. And I think our – is it our quarterback coach or wide receivers coach? can't remember. He He was a coach at the Rams. So, uh, you know, that Canales has said many a times that, that if you want to look at our offense, look at the Rams. That's what we're copying. And it makes sense because they beat our butts. They beat Todd Bowles, our defense, what, for ever since Todd Bowles has been here. Mm-hmm. And so Todd Bowles is like, all right, we're going to do that offense because <laughs> it's, it's beating us. It works. Yes. And, uh, you know, Todd Bowles, is, it's a very strange thing. He's been in the league for, gosh, forever. You know, he was a player and he, he was a coach. Uh, but when he needed an offensive coordinator, he didn't have anybody lined up. You know, he goes and he gets this unknown guy who he's never played. And that's mm-hmm. very strange to me. Yeah, the NFL is all about networking. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at B.A. Everyone that he brought in, he knew they went way back. Yeah. So it's a very strange to not have that. You know, Todd Bowles is – you know, he doesn't have coaches that he's he's played with or coached with for years and years and years. You know, and it makes you wonder, do people like him? <laughs> you know, is he a people person? Yeah. I don't know. 
The players like him. Yeah, do they? I don't know. They say they do. Yeah, of course they're going to. Who's going to say, I hate my coach? (laughs) Well, um, people were coming out about the enemy in Washington. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Which you knew that was going to be a dance. Man, Washington, what a mess they got going on over there. (laughs) Always. They're in a perpetual state. They thought getting rid of Dan Snyder was going to fix it. No. Well, have you heard now there's a group of Native Native Americans who want them to bring the name back of the Redskins, Mm -hmm. which I would, I think that would be hilarious if they did that. It's like they did it just to get rid of Dan Snyder. Now that they got rid of Dan Snyder, it's like, yeah, let's go ahead and bring the. Well, I thought they were having issues with the commander's name, like somebody else trademarked it. (laughs) Wouldn't surprise me. We should have. It's smart. What a mess. Well, it's a terrible name, too. Like the commies. That's what I call them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Buccaneers, you know, we're only favored to win a single game this year. Oh, no. (laughs) And it's against the Panthers week 13. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, we're back. Back to the basement. I mean, not that we're going to lose, but it's just after it's like eating filet mignon for years and then going back to Golden Corral. (laughs) Or or canned spam. (laughs) It is. It's just such a fall from grace, man. Oh, man. And, you know, you've got the hopium. We're, We're excited about the new offense and all that. But, man, no, it's not. You know, we'll be lucky if we have a winning record. We'll be lucky. We'll be extremely lucky if we win the division. But that's only because our division sucks. I think everybody in our division has got new quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. You know, new systems, new coaches. We're and, and this is coming from our, our division was the strongest division for mm-hmm. a decade. You know, we had Drew Brees, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. you know, it was the Buccaneers that were trying out quarterbacks all the dang time. And then we thought we were doing something when we got Winston. But, you know, that was a strong division quarterback-wise for a decade. Yeah. And now now it's just a mess. Uh, it's a new era. It's a new era of garbage. Yeah. So it's hard to get excited. You know, you got the hopium, though. You know, it's always a – and we'll see how long that lasts. Five weeks in <laughs> – you know, if Baker Mayfield gets a starting job and we start turning the ball over and sucking, Dan Canales is going to be getting all snippy in the press conferences. Baker Mayfield will be, you know, benched. That's what I hate about the quarterback competition is the constant yo-yo. And mm. it's like a guy might win the starting job, but, you know, five weeks in, we might be doing the same thing again. And yeah. I think it's a complete disservice, not just to the quarterback, but to the team as a whole. And um, I just hate, I hate that. Yeah. I hate it. Um, it sucks for everyone, especially because, like, as fa- we're going to have to watch, or if we're losing, like, that sucks as a fan. And then you get all the negativity in the fan base and the media. And, you know, it just... My expectations are low, I know, it, and I'm depressed about it. Especially after three years, four years, really, mm-hmm. if you look back to 2019, with it, it, three years of just you know national media spotlight, excitement. I mean, we were we brought Tom Brady in. Well, first we brought, brought Bruce Arians in with all his fantastic coaching staff, you know, and it was like that was going to change Jameis Winston, and he just couldn't get out of his habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we brought in Tom Brady and Gronkowski and 
you know, we got Antonio Brown. And we had all these players that were wanting to come play with us. And we were just loading up in the media. Mm-hmm. And it was just Buccaneers 24-7 everywhere all the time. And now here we are. We've got a coach who puts you to sleep listening to him. We've got no new free agents coming. Mm-hmm. We've got our draft picks are, you know, hey, Cody Mock, a little, little bit of excitement there, but everybody else, you kind of like, who, what? Mm-hmm. And no national media whatsoever. The only thing you're hearing from the national media is how bad we're going to suck. We're, we're only favored to win in one game, and that's against the lowly Panthers. I wonder uh, if that's the new model for teams, because after we did that with Tom Brady, the Rams did it. They won, won the Super Bowl. Now we're seeing it at the Jets. You know, they're bringing in Aaron Rodgers. They're signing all these big free agents. I mean, they just got Dalvin Cook. Everyone wants to go play there with Aaron Rodgers. So it seems like we kind of started a trend in the league. Yeah. Hey, I'll take it. Be a trendsetter. We've done that a lot in the league. You know, I mean, Tampa 2, right right there, Mm -hmm. just that. You know, how it transformed the league. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, and... We, we've got a few things that have happened. You know, we got Cody Mock, which, you know, he was a little bit of excitement. But we also got uh, Kurt Warner's son. You know, as soon as the draft was over, we signed Warner's son as an undrafted free agent deal with the Bucks, And uh, that's brought some, you know, a little bit of fun. And he played in the Steelers game, the preseason game, in Tampa. Kurt Warner, was it his last game? No, I don't think it was. But he played the Super Bowl against mm-hmm. the Steelers in Tampa. And he was there for the oh, say, cool. to watch his son play his first NFL Aww. game. So that's 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 really neat. Yeah. You know. NFL legend. Yes. Which I hated him. <laughs> because, <laughs> because of that damn championship game mm-hmm. where they beat us. Oh man, that was that was a that was a great game though. Great game. So the you know the Bucks media and sports media in general they love human interest stories so they talk about Cody Mock and they talk about Warner and all that good stuff so get a little bit of attention there with that, but not nearly what we were like the national the national people I'm sure are nowhere near the Bucks facility at this point <laughs> like we used to get the big names yeah. that were coming to the press conferences now we get like four no we people, get nobody four journalists right, out there right you know. And three of them are from JoeBucksFan.com. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's fun. I love those guys because one of the reasons is because when they ask a question, I can tell who they are because they all have mm-hmm. such distinct voices. Mm-hmm. You know, especially uh, Ira. Ira Kaufman. You know, when he asks a question, you know it's Ira Kaufman. So uh, that's always helpful. Well, and they do have, when they're answering the coaches or the players, they do have kind of a reverence for him. They will call him Sage. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, he's been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's good at it. He He's entertaining. Yeah. He's very entertaining. Uh, so, you know, back to Todd Bowles. Did you know he ended up getting his college degree this year, May 13th? Uh, he completed his coursework in September of last year. Very interesting with that. Very interesting with that. Uh, he ended up missing the second day of Buccaneers rookie minicamp to attend the ceremony. For his graduation, uh, he earned a bachelor of science degree in youth and community development. So interesting about this, he was working towards his degree last year when he was a head coach. Now, 
The amount of off-field crap that we had that ruined this team last year, which I believe that's honestly what took this team down, uh, was just incredible. I mean, you had Brady's divorce. You had the uh, FTX scandal, which you know involved Brady. And I think my own speculation is quite a few teammates uh, you know, they probably got involved with the FTX stuff, too, because of Brady. Uh, you had Kate Otten's mother passing. Uh, you had Devin White's father going to jail and then him dying in custody. You had uh, Steny Hurt in training camp. You had uh, Gronkowski retiring. You had Marpet retiring. You had Sue leaving. You had JPP gone. You had Jensen getting hurt. Uh, you had Gotteke starting at right guard and then him losing that battle. Uh, and then uh, Donovan Smith had something Donovan going on. Smith had some personal issues going on, which we still don't know what that was. Mm-hmm. He ended up getting cut, going, get signed immediately to the Chiefs as a starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had uh, injuries to Cam Brate, Julio Jones, Shaq Barry. We had a lot of stuff last year. And then to throw this in, I did not know this, that our head coach was doing coursework and getting earning his degree. That's a lot. Yeah. You know, uh, it just makes you go, because I did. I felt like Todd Bowles was the reason for our failure last year because there was so much off the field stuff. And I don't think he handled the on the field stuff, the injuries and stuff very well. He definitely didn't handle the off the field stuff because the team itself just collapsed all across the board. Special teams did bad. Defense did bad. They took a step backwards. The offense did horrible. And, you know, everybody's excited about us getting new offense coordinator and getting rid of left, which, which, yeah, it's pro- it was probably a good idea, but I don't think it's going to solve our problems. Uh, and to find out that the head coach was not focused on the team 100%, you know, he was looking, he was doing his degree. You know, I was like, ah, you know, that just throws a bunch into the mix there. And I'm just, I'm like, man, Todd Bowles, you got to step it up, dude. You got to this year. You you can't be, you know, letting things slide like you did last year. You can't be uh, focusing on anything else, man. We got to win. We got to see a lot of improvement with this team this year. And, you know, one thing is a lot of the teams are going towards more analytics. They got analytic departments. Clipboard carriers. Clipboard carriers, (laughs) yes. Which is it's changing the sport, which is going to mess up their analytics. You know, it's one of the things that stats people they uh, they don't really take into consideration that just their involvement in sports changes stats. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like analytics going forward on fourth down and this spot and all that. They look at it as well. You know, in in, in historically, if you go forward on fourth down on the when you're on your on the opponent's 40-yard line, you have this much chance of success, mm-hmm. and you're going to increase your chance of getting points and all that. That's fine when nobody's doing it, and it's very rarely done. But when everybody starts doing it because of analytics, it changes the analytics. Yeah. So just it's kind of like quantum physics. If you're observing something, it changes the outcome of the <laughs> – just by observing and measuring changes the outcome, and that's how analytics are. Uh, so, but we do not have a big analytics department. Uh, the teams with the most analytics are the Browns, which they're way up there. The Ravens, the Eagles, the Bills, Vikings, Chargers, Rams. Those are the big analytic teams. 
Uh, Browns are the most analytical, and uh, analytics guys are in the headset of the coaches now. They're actually in there saying, hey, do this. Analytics says this. Analytics says that. And uh, analytics guys are saying, this is funny, they're saying that momentum is a thing. They all say that. But it's not Anyone showing up. Anyone who in- watched the Bucks with Jameis Winston understands that. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, he I, he was, the ki- to me, the king of momentum, both as a momentum what? killer, mm-hmm. and he could just completely turn a game around for the better yes. with a good play or a good series. And But analytics is supposed to be based all on numbers and stats. But they all say, all the analytics guys say that momentum is a real thing, but you can't see it in the stats. There's no, no there's no stat for momentum, but they're all very much momentum is a real thing. So, so when there's momentum, do you just ignore the analytics? Right. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot there. Or they're, they're like, do you trust the analytics more like you're like you have the momentum on your side you know if you have the ball at your 40 on fourth down you should definitely go for it when the momentum's in your favor because you're more likely to get it or you're it's it's good from an analytical standpoint to go for it anyway and now that you have momentum it's even more reason to go for it yes it's yeah it's a conundrum they're in and they all admit it you know, that's that, interesting. But those teams that you mentioned that are the most analytical, I mean, they're good teams. Mm-hmm. And to me, I kind of hear that and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to poo poo the analytics we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, I, got I, it's a tool. It does. Um, but I would trust like someone who has been in the league for yeah. 50 years. Yeah, I, tr- over I trust the analytics, analytics yeah. but that says differently. Yeah. Right. And but the Bucks don't have an analytics department. Well, Pavels is an old school coach, right? We're one of the few teams that doesn't. They, I mean, we throw some analytics in there, and, and Canales has sort of hinted at that you know they he relies on analytics mm-hmm. a bit more than the previous regimes. But uh, we do not have an analytics department like these guys do. I mean, there's a whole industry being developing around the NFL. This happens all the time. There's been a lot of industries that have popped up around the NFL. Uh, the medical industry, mm-hmm. uh, you got analytics, fantasy football. You know, fantasy football actually makes more money than the NFL itself. So uh, now you've got the gambling industry. It's mm-hmm. huge. ESPN just signed a contract with a gambling company, which is bad, bad, bad. I do, I do not know how that's even legal. Mm-hmm. You know that you've got a media company who's signed, who's who's business is football or sports signing a contract with a gambling uh, company. I've, it's just insane what's happening with the gambling. I mean, look at the college sports, look at what's happening with the NFL. You know, guys are getting fined, uh, suspended, you know, coaching or, or uh, refing is going to get hit. It's go, there's going to be a huge scandal with that. I'm telling you. So analytics is becoming a huge industry around the NFL, and I don't know how long it's going to be before the books pick up on it. But one of the things that these guys said, there was a great article about uh, the analytics departments across the NFL, 
But one of the things these guys said is that safety is the hardest position to evaluate, while edge rushers and running backs are the easiest. A lot of that has to do with the fact that you don't know what safeties, what plays are being called. With running backs and edge rushers, you can kind of tell they really have like one job, you know, so you can tell safety's got a lot of jobs. And uh, it's interesting that you, you know, you it, it's hard to evaluate safeties and people don't put a whole lot of, uh, what's the word, uh, value into safeties. And running backs are not being valued a lot now. There's a big, big, mm-hmm. uh, big push, big, big push, big outcry over yeah. how running backs are being treated now. Cry more. Yeah. <laughs> Zeke Elliott's gone. He, he left Dallas. He went to the Patriots, right? Is it the Patriots? I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you saying? I just, I had a thought and it left me. Oh, the safeties are the hardest oh, players to evaluate. Uh, I wonder if that's because Pro Football Focus uses the broadcast, broadcast version. version. You can't even see the safeties. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's really hard to tell if you do not know the play that's called. Yeah. You don't know what the safety's responsibility is. Yeah. With defensive ends and running backs, you can kind of just tell by what they're yeah. doing. The safety is often on cleanup. Like yeah. the rest of the defense screwed up and, you yeah. know, he shouldn't have even been in the play. Right. So it can make him look bad. Right, yeah. If you have a good defense, your safety isn't used a whole lot. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. If your safety's making a lot of tackles, you got a problem. Yeah. You might have a good safety, but you got a problem with the rest of your defense. Uh, we've lost some other players. Wide receiver Tyler Johnson. I was talking about Shaq Mason. He's gone. Tyler Johnson, uh, Rams have signed him. Gennard Avery, uh, Colts signed him. That's a shame. I liked him. Uh, Brashard Perriman, Colts signed him as well. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, cool. uh, which is a shame. I like Rashard Perriman. Me too. And uh, the Bucks waved kicker Jake Verity. Mm. Uh, that was that was a long time ago stuff. So. Um, the today, so we're practicing with the Jets, and Russell Gage has gone down apparently, and um, national reporters are saying that it's a season-ending injury. It's oh. serious. I don't know. Um, he was carted off. Dang it. And distressed. Dang it. I know. He played a lot in that preseason game. He played the whole first quarter pretty much. So. I feel like receiver is an easy, easier position to replace. Yeah. I mean, we had success with people like Cyril Grayson, Tyler Johnson. Mm. I mean, a whole slew of them where um, they weren't starters, but when we lost starters, they performed very well. So. Yes. And. As opposed to our previous offenses where it's very complex for our receivers, this offense, from what I can tell and what Canales has said, is very easy for offensive, you know, especially quarterbacks. It's a very quarterback-friendly offensive system. Uh, wide receivers, we line up in a lot of different formations, but we run a lot of the same routes. You know, so you don't have to learn a whole lot. You know, there's not a bunch of options as far as what the right wide receivers you know, have to have to read the defenders to mm-hmm. base their routes on. Uh, there's not a whole lot of that. So uh, I think we'll be able to plug and play wide receivers more in this offense than we were able to in the last offense. Okay. So, uh, I'm trying to zip through as much news as we can because there's been a lot of stuff that we, you know, we've been quite a while since we've done podcasts. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we did 
<laughs> uh, speaking of injury, you know, Antoine Winfield has already missed six games in three years due to injury. Uh, so These guys aren't made the same way. I right. mean, our whole secondary has missed so much. Yeah, this is true. I think that, you know, players now – and plus, the NFL focuses so much more on injuries mm-hmm. that, you know, the uh, – if you think about injuries a lot, you're going to get more injuries. And plus, you know, if you get – a little tweak, then you sit out for three weeks now. Yeah. You know, we, uh, I, I, I've wanted to look at are injuries becoming less frequent or more frequent because of all the focus on injuries, medical. I, I, I would really like to see somebody do an analysis on that because right. it seems like players are staying out of more games now per year than they used to. You know, like Warren Sapp, Jerry Rice, Tom Brady, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, Rondé Barber, Jim Brown. These guys didn't miss games. You know, they stayed in, even if they were hurt. You know, now players are it, – it's not unusual for players to miss three, six games a year, the newer guys, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I think it's uh, – the staff, I think, is trying to be more cautious. Yeah. I think they're encouraged to err on the side of caution and let them rest. Yes. Uh, Bucks have three male cheerleaders now. I was pointing out the cheerleaders to my daughter when we were watching the preseason <laughs> game. And she said, is that a dude? Is that a guy? I was like, yeah, we got three of them. I mean, I don't have an issue with male cheerleaders when it's like they're the, you know, they're the base. They're the ones throwing the girls up in the air, but that's not how they do it. No, anymore. no, they're, they're out just there. They're sexy doing the dancing. Same, yeah, they're doing the same things that the women are doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Yes. Um... Let me see. Let me see. We've got uh, NFL gambling rules. Been been a lot of rule changes with the NFL this year, uh, but we got NFL gambling rules for 2023. Speaking of so gambling. many people have gotten popped yes. this season for stuff they did last year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be. Which I'm like, that's to me. Were there rules in place that were clear? Uh. You know what I mean? Like, the gambling is such a new thing, and then they're retroactively punishing people. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't know. I don't know that it squares with me. And and the gambling rules were kind of vague Mm -hmm. previously, so... But now, now they're trying to get it more specific and all this good stuff. So we yeah, it's like guys were popped for gambling on other sports, but they were on facility right. ground. So basically, right. they used their cell phone and put in a transaction. Right. Which how do you even find? How that do you out? find that out? Yeah. I know. And then others, yeah, I understand getting popped for betting on games. Like that's a problem. Right. Uh, NFL games, I think that's a problem. But um, I, I just, I don't know. The whole thing's a mess. It is going to be a mess. <laughs> it really is. Uh, so the gambling rules for 2023 so far. Here's some of the tidbits. Uh, if a player uses his own name on a gambling app, that uh, the NFL will be alerted by it. Uh, new rule, rookies must go through a mandatory training about the gambling policy. Why just rookies? Yeah, like all of them all should of them be. Need to. Uh, there's no carve out for Vegas players. Insider information is going to be huge, nearly unstoppable problem with the NFL and gambling. A lot of these guys are going to be selling insider information. I can see it happening. Oh, that's you know, crazy. yeah, that's a good. Well, and you know, it's like Congress wants to stop their spouses from gambling right. in their name or like. or 
relatives. Mm -hmm. You know, you got a brother who's close to you, like mm -hmm. uh, Mahomes' brother. You, you ain't going to tell me he's not going to be selling information about what's happening with the team, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, gambling himself. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's going to be a mess. It is going to be a mess. Uh, the NFL PA has a new executive director. Lloyd Howell is replacing Damari Smith, who is retiring. Was he a player? No. <laughs> uh, he is, was an executive director at some place. Uh, he's a finance guy, from what I can tell. Wow. Uh, the, the sources have told uh, media that NFL players were in the dark about the process of selecting this guy. Uh, they they didn't even know what was going on. Aren't unions just the worst? Yeah. I just <laughs> is this any different than any other union, really? Right, right. So uh, the search was eventually it lasted several months, conducted by an eleven member uh, committee by the NFL Players Association, the uh, union's executive officers. So. That's interesting. This guy's got an MBA from Harvard Business School. Oh. So he's one of the elite. Uh, he graduated from the University of Pennsylvania previously. Bunch of leadership roles. Treasurer at Booz Allen Hamilton. That's a cybersecurity company. <laughs> so this guy's about the money. Yeah. Let's see. So the preseason game, what do you think about it? You watched it. We didn't take any notes. Um, preseason so ugly and boring. <laughs> I just, you got to be a diehard. You don't see any of your starters, so uh -huh. it's not a good indication of how your team is going to be. And again, the league has not quite adjusted from going from the four games to the three games. So, you know, when there were four games, you knew the third game, you were mm -hmm. going to get to see your starters. Now I'm like, I don't know when we're going to get to see them. Yeah. If we are, yes. I don't know. Um, and I don't think we, we didn't look great. I don't know. It's just ugly. Yes. It's, just, we, it's we, a hard, it's hard to gauge. We had a, a lot of penalties. A lot of them were on the offensive coordinator for... Uh, oh, the illegal formations. The illegal formations, yes. He's got to get his guys straight on that stuff. The But you kind of expect that, you know, having a new offensive coordinator, new offensive line, new wide receiver. You know, we got new everything all the way around, and these guys are trying to work together. Uh, it was ugly, I thought, but we did have some good plays. Uh, uh What's his name? Zion McCollum. Mm -hmm. He he screwed up a lot, but then he made some spectacular plays. Mm. You know, he's one of those dynamic players. Man. Yeah, you so get... maybe there's a trade off with him. <laughs> yes. You're either gonna love him or hate him. <laughs> yeah, you get you get the good and the ugly with mm -hmm. him. You know, there's no mediocre with that guy. He's one of those COVID players. Yeah, in the COVID class. So yep, yep, yep. I liked uh, Diaby. Yaya Diaby was that his mm -hmm. name? I liked him. He reminds me of JPP in the sense he's got the same build and <laughs> long arms. very long arms, <laughs> and he kind of has the same style of play. You know, he's got a motor on him. Uh, he plays very uh, aggressive, you know. But I haven't gone through all the footage with him. It's only been a couple plays that I saw where he was like that. Uh, let me see. 
Cam Gill, I liked seeing it, seeing him out there. He mm-hmm. he had some good plays. Uh, I I liked our offensive line. I thought they did well with uh, with blocking both in the run and pass protection. I saw people complaining about Gedeke, but so far I haven't seen anything on the all twenty two that I went. Oh my gosh, we need to replace him. <laughs> uh, which I, you know I thought he did pretty decent at left guard. He he was only in I think four games as starter, maybe five games. Uh, and it was, and we played well, you know. You got to remember the first, I think, five games of the season last year. We were looking like we were going to do something. You know, we came out against the Cowboys and really stomped them mm-hmm. in Week One. Uh, Gedeke had his issues, but I think a lot of that was due to Donovan Smith. You know, Donovan Smith was giving him no help over there, and you know, Donovan Smith was used to having Ali Marpet there to help. Donovan Smith, mm-hmm. you know, and there was there was a, just a lot of communication issues between those two. Gedeke did have his issues. I thought he was too big to be playing guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he he's a he was a tackle in college, so I think he's more. I think he'll be better at right tackle because uh, he is a he's a big tall guy. Okay, you know, and when you got those guys at guard, I don't, I don't like the big tall guys at guard. I like the smaller squat. Guys, yeah, so, but. That's just my impression. Right, like a quarterback has to throw over them. Yeah. For one. There's that. Yeah. (laughs) Also, you know, it's easier for them to maneuver in that tight space. Maneuver. Maneuver. Um, Yeah, I, the running back situation, I was not. Did Rashad White play? No. Okay. No. So that explains. We started some off of it. with Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah, which, why? And then, still. You're right. And then Chase Edmonds. That experiment. Uh, both Chase and Edmonds and Vaughn had some good cuts, you know, in the uh, zone blocking offense. I thought I thought they did really good with the zone blocking. But Chase Edmonds got blown up on pass protection one time. Mm. That it was just like, oh, you can't have that. I mean, he got decleated. And he's been in the league too long for that. Yes, I think. Yes, way too long to get to blow it up like that. And uh, I didn't. I, I just wasn't impressed with either one of them. Chase Edmonds especially. You know, he came out and had a couple of good runs right away, and then after that it was just garbage. Same way with Keyshawn Vaughn, I felt. Uh, but, again, you know, they're getting they're feeling out the new system, and we'll see. Uh, wasn't really impressed with a lot of people, though. Uh, the Mayfield, I, I liked his rolling out. You know, when he, but he did leave the pocket a couple times when he didn't feel like he should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, he gets the happy feet too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's interesting seeing we, we're doing a lot of misdirection on our offense. Uh, it's interesting seeing our trick plays. You know, we didn't do a lot of that with Tom Brady because you didn't have to. Mm-hmm. I feel like we kind of have to when you've got, yeah, you know, subpar offense do the trick plays. So it was interesting watching that. Was not impressed with Kyle Trask, but I haven't got to him on the All-22 yet. He just looked kind of like a deer in headlights out there. Um, His ball did have more zip on it, I felt like, than Mayfield's did. But he wasn't making the good decisions. Mm. You know? It's hard when you get out there and yeah, the, right. under the lights. And, you know, Baker's had the experience for, yeah. what, seven, eight years now? It's been that long. Good I think grief. so. I mean, he played a full rookie contract at the Browns. Did he? Yeah. I think four years. At least. I mean, four or five years, and then went to 
So maybe this is the seventh year? Ah, it hasn't been that long, has it? Come Hold on. on. Look on. that up. Oh that way. Of course, I think we went through this one time before, and I, I was like, know. what? So, I, you know, I'd like, I was, I was happy with the offensive line. Running backs, meh. Uh, wide receivers, I thought they did a pretty good job. We had some good blocking in there with them, but. Okay. He was drafted in 2018. Wait. To five. This will be his fifth year. Okay. Math. Yeah. Wow. Is that okay. right? Yeah. Five. <laughs> this will be a six year. Okay. So you were close. You said seven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The uh, wide receivers, I thought they did pretty good. They ran good routes. A couple of them got open. Mayfield didn't see them. That, that kind of sucked. Uh, tight ends, didn't really see a whole lot with them. It don't look like we're going to be utilizing those guys that much. Uh, Coquif had a pass, a reception attempt, right? And yeah. it went off his hand. Or, mm -hmm. yeah. Something. He messed up. He messed up. On a reception. Uh, defensive line, I did not see pressure like I wanted to with those guys. Again, you know, that was an issue we had last year. Uh, the, the cornerbacks, not impressed with them at all. It just was, they were, they were. Looked a lot, kind of lost out there. Safeties, we rotated those guys so much, I couldn't get a bead on who was supposed to be out there oh doing gosh. what. That number is 16. He had a oh, couple 16, of plays yeah. that were, one, like sticking the arm out trying to tackle somebody yeah. with an arm. Yeah, he was our. They were like, come on. He was our rookie cornerback, Keenan Isaac. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, not impressed with him at all. And we had a safety, who was it? Uh, Nolan Turner, who totally whiffed on a tackle, got juked out for a touchdown. So, mm. you know, I wasn't impressed with a lot of these guys. And it's not like the Pittsburgh Steelers were out there playing their first stringers. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have to step it up. I want, I, we got to see a lot more good stuff week two. Uh, week two, Kyle Trask will probably be the starter. That'll be interesting. So, and we that's coming up Saturday, six o'clock against the or Jets. Seven, against the Jets, which and we're doing joint practices. Yes, and we're doing a lot of fighting. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, so there's been three fights today so far mm -hmm. from what I've heard. Yeah, and it's noon. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, Demar Dodson, our old defensive tackle, was arrested in Tampa for slapping a woman and then punching her after she hit him. Hate to hear I that. I mean, he shouldn't have had to tell her twice. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Only kidding. Domestic violence is not funny. Yeah, well, it's funny sometimes. It is funny sometimes. Uh, ESPN laid off a crap ton of people. And it's funny. They laid off all these guys. Keyshawn Johnson, Susie Colbert, who's been with the... That one's the, crazy. It's yes. Me. 27 years at ESPN. Max Kellerman. Wow. Uh, Steve Young. Matt Hasselbeck. This is all, you know, ESPN is under Disney, and so they're getting rid of all these people that have been there forever, and then they signed Pat McAfee to this huge contract. So they're replacing all these guys with one person. I, it's weird, weird, weird. A lot of changes going on there. Uh, Will Gulson, he's re-signed with the Bucks. He played in the preseason game. Got to see him I'm out so there. I'm so happy. Yeah, very happy That was a that. late signing. Very late. Yeah, signed him like, like a day before preseason or something. It was, it was nuts. 
Uh, but he didn't go out there with the second stringers. He was out there with the third and fourth stringers. Oh, yeah. meh. I which, mean, they know we're going to use him. Yes, which uh, we had 79 out there. O'Connor. Or yes. Nelson. O'Connor. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And, man, he played great. He put a move on their right guard that just – got he got right by him like this. He was in the backfield for the handoff. He should have had a tackle for a loss, but he ended up missing the tackle. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful, beautiful play. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight that, make a video of it. Aaron Hernandez's brother was arrested for allegedly planning two school shootings. That family. What is wrong with that family? Is screwed up. And you can't blame CTE for his, no, can you? No. I mean, stop it. No. Not that you could with Aaron either. No. But no. They tried. Yes. So uh, back to the ESPN, just the, the news here. Uh, ESPN signed a gambling deal with Penn National, who used to own Barstool Sports. But they sold Barstool Sports back to Dave Poignier for an undisclosed amount. Everybody thinks it was a pittance, like a dollar, uh, mm-hmm. so that they could do this deal with ESPN, which is a $1.5 billion deal with ESPN. Uh, they They are going to run ESPN's sportsbook app and branding so they're it, it's going it's called ESPN bet okay so ESPN is going to handle sports betting yes through Isn't this Isn't that a conflict too yes it's a huge conflict. I mean, they can influence opinion about oh hey this person's going to do well this mm-hmm. team's going to do well mm-hmm. Yes, and I think it's one of the reasons why they got rid of all the old school people because they're going to bring in new people who are okay with that. Mm. So I wouldn't trust ESPN as far as I could throw. Not that we did before. Not that we did before, but, you know, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. Mm. What a mess. It's a mess, yes. So got the game coming up, preseason game two. Uh, still going. I wonder if Aaron Rodgers is going to play. I doubt it, very seriously. If he does, it'll just be a couple plays, one series maybe. Get Vita Vea out there. Who who was it that gave – it was Mike Edwards that gave him a hard time, right? Picked him off? Nah, yes. (laughs) We don't have him anymore. Pity. I know. It's weird weird the guys we get rid of and the guys we keep sometimes. I I do not understand it, but it is what it is. So, we got the preseason game two coming up Saturday. Uh, we will get a podcast out on our thoughts on that afterwards. Uh, we are going, or I'm going through the All 22 on YouTube, doing it live. I will start that back up tomorrow. I have to change the brakes and the rotor on Molly's car. So, I'll probably be greasy and sweaty when I'm doing <laughs> the, the All 22. That's going to be at 6 p.m. tomorrow. So, Go to YouTube and watch it if you would like. That's the 17th. That's Eastern Standard Time, too. So anything else, Molly? I don't think so. Guys, it's great to be back. I really miss doing this, and I appreciate everybody sending us well wishes and uh, wanting us to get back on. It does mean a lot to (laughs) us. So until next time. Go Bucks.